Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Warning, this episode contains information that may leave you more intelligent. Please like, share, follow, and even comment right on the episode timeline on SoundCloud.com. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. You will hear opposing opinions not berating each other on a constant basis, and this may seem weird to you. It is normal. Body sourced from Jubilee Media. Read the description portion to find their information. And subscribe to them. This is Public Access America. My name is Jason. And thank you for listening. Let's get started with the show. What starts here changes the world. Well, I've got to admit, I kind of like it. What starts here changes the world. We are the music makers, and we are the dreamers of dreams. The average American will meet 10,000 people in their lifetime. I was handcuffed to another man from another tribe whose language I did not speak. Don't think. But if every one of you changed the lives of just 10 people, and each one of those people changed the lives of another 10 people, and another 10, we did not know each other. And we could not speak to each other because if we could have spoken to each other, we might have been able to figure out what was happening to us. To every politician who is taking donations from the NRA. It is because America has not invested in its people. Shame on you. And you can change the entire population of the world, 8 billion people. And if we could have figured out what was happening to us, we might have been able to prevent it. If you think it's hard to change the lives of 10 people, change their lives forever. Well, that didn't happen. Here we are. You're wrong. Are you better off than you were four years ago? You didn't know this kid, okay? We did They're looking for help. We call me. They're looking for help. They're not looking for more of the same. When people lose their jobs, there's a good chance I'll know them by their names. When a factory closes, I know the people who ran it. When the businesses go bankrupt, I know them. Well, Governor, we also have fewer forces and bayonets because the nature of our military has changed. We have these things called aircraft carriers where planes land on them. When we get enough money, honey, we'll bring you down. But their children were saved. And their children's children. Generations were saved by one decision, one person. But changing the world can happen anywhere, and anyone can do it. So what starts here can indeed change the world. But the question is, what will the world look like after you change it? Welcome to Public Public Access Access America. America. Trump supporters, can I have you over there? My immigrants, can I have you in the other light? Sometimes I feel anxious about how the other side views me. Uh, So it's not necessarily about the idea of immigrants, but I'm Muslim, and there can be a lot of directed aggression from Trump supporters that I think I felt and other people in my Muslim community have felt. And that's why I'm here sitting with you guys. I own a clothing line, Magapreneur. This is my clothing line. I'm a political strategist and a political uh, activist. And when I leave my house, I am in fear for my life. 
because every day I get death threats. So I think we both should be able to freely express ourselves. I love everybody, I'm here for everybody. I'll fight for your right for freedom, but I expect for you to fight for mine too, because that's why we're in America. My name is Shastina. So I absolutely love immigration, but I believe that we need to secure our border. And it's the same thing of I wouldn't just let anyone in my car or in my house. All right, disagrees, come on in. I used to get anxious about how I'm perceived, not just by some quote unquote other side, because my identity is very apparent. In standing in my truth, I think it allows other folks to stand in theirs and to invite people to also learn more about me rather than be worried about how I'm perceived. I think my group gets represented unfairly in the media. <laughs> well, I'm a Mexican and I hesitated because when Trump said that things about Mexicans being criminals and all that, I. I didn't take it personal because I'm not that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I was I, like, that does not represent me. Like, I don't take things personal yeah. So that's why I hesitated, but then I'm like, I am not only one Mexican individual who's an immigrant. I'm part of all the immigrants, no matter what country you're from. Well, we can mm -hmm. say the same thing for Trump supporters, right? Yeah, I definitely. mean, now we have to, maybe I wasn't called racist, but you were called racist. Well, guess what? We're both Trump supporters, so yeah. now we have to band together. Could I, could I ask both of you a question? And I'd like an honest reaction to this. In my mind, it's languaging. I'm a writer. And I think if we made a distinction between jihadists and Muslims, that would solve a big problem. That's plausible. And I think a lot of that goes into really the realm of how much people really are interested in understanding that kind of diversification mm -hmm. and right. uh, allowing the community that does know that really, um, I don't know, take the lead and uh, initiative and show other people what that's about. I feel threatened by this presidency. Oh, that's interesting. When uh, President Trump got elected as president, I was scared, even though I had not a reason to be, because I'm legal here. Power becomes scary in hands of a monster. Power becomes scary in hands of ignorance. And I'm scared about my people, and not only, like I said, the Mexicans, all the good, hardworking immigrants. Yeah, I think um, the election night was when I felt alarmed. I've been a community organizer and an activist for 15 years now, right? That night, it felt like a slap in the face to all of the work that we have always tried to do in terms of humanizing ourselves. My name is Kifa Shah. I think we realize as immigrants how lucky we are to be here and that's why we want to create a society that's more welcoming for others to be here. You said it was a slap in the face and I, I take offense to that because you're saying you work so hard and yet we work so hard too to elect a president of the United States that we think will enforce the, the laws, will enforce the United States Constitution. And it wasn't to be racist, or it wasn't to boot you out of the country. And it, it was to enforce the First Amendment. It's actually to enforce your freedom of speech. I understand why you're scared, but as a white Trump supporter, I am scared of this presidency because I have lost my freedom of speech. I have lost my freedom of religion. I have lost my freedom to wear this shirt in the public. Just because I have a different political view, now I'm the enemy in my own country. 
I think that that's unfortunate that that happened to you, but it's almost like you have some semblance of the reality that people of color live with for centuries here. But I've never seen that. And I've That's never the first time you felt that, right? Right, but I, I say, I'm just going to let you know that my neighbors are are black. I have Muslim neighbors. I have I have neighbors of all kinds. When we go to the grocery store, and I'm picking out yogurt. I'm picking out yogurt who looks like someone just like you. But it doesn't mean that you experience the same thing as me, even though we eat the same yogurt. But nobody in my county treats people like that. It's, we, it's just not done. I don't think you would be able to say that. I lived in Orange County up until a few months ago. If I'm at a mall or if I'm even at the beach, right? I get a lot of strange stares. I even feel like a lot of people after the election came up to me asking me about my positions, my religion, my identity. So what I'm trying to say is like, I can actually relate to what you went through because that, to be honest, is a shred of similarity to what people of color have and always felt. And since we felt. came here and we were born, basically. Sure. I believe in immigration, but I am against illegal immigration. Oof. My whole thing is uh, assimilation, right? So like making sure that the cultures match. If you know someone in the Middle East who's gay will be killed, right? That's, that's so a thing and it's horrible. If someone with that culture is somehow makes it through vetting and comes here and then sees a gay couple you know, kissing or whatever, they're gonna freak out or they're gonna react very differently in a way that you know, we're trying to move past or we're not trying to be held back by. So I mm -hmm. believe assimilation is probably one of the most important factors of why we need legal and not illegal immigration. My thing is about money. Yeah. An awful lot of people who came here legally don't want illegal people being able to come mm -hmm. or get free college. It costs $118 billion in welfare benefits. That's a huge, why do I have to pay so that Walmart has cheap workers? My name's Ken Unger. I don't have anything against immigrants. It's a political problem. It's not an immigrant problem. I was an illegal immigrant at one point in my life. I am not anymore. But ultimately, we left a country of war, a country where extremism and terrorism was a reality. And this is something that was on the daily oppression towards women. But, and but if we don't have legal immigration, then we'll have that here. We want you to come and be safe, but don't you want that for everyone else? It doesn't matter where you're coming from. I think it might be a misconstrued and, or a misconception to think that the illegal immigrants might bring up the crime rates. And when we're talking about uh, what happens uh, after immigrants or refugees or illegals and anything come into the state and how can we help them from here, I think that is the real essential question. We have a humanitarian duty to help one another out, regardless of if we're Afghan, if we're Israeli, mm -hmm. if we're American. We're all humans, ultimately. That's so fantastic, but what about our vets? What about our children that are starving? What about our foster homes that are full? What about them? We're not helping them. We're, we're taking in all these refugees. If we can't fix our citizens, how can we fix others? It's just kind of like, if I can't love myself, I can't love another person. It should be easier to immigrate into America. It should be easier. The wait time should be shorter, right? Yeah. But I, I believe that it's so lengthy, not because the process is so extreme. I, I mean, personally, I think it's so lengthy because it's mismanaged. Yes, I think that, too many like, hands in the cookie jar. 
Well, that too, but I think it's just like there's a way and a process that should be put in place so it's not 15 years. Let's say that they fully cooperate, right? Let's say they have everything, they have all their documents, and they're ready. Yeah, I think it should be a lot shorter. So I you're saying it make better. it less bureaucratic? Yeah, basically. Okay. I mean, I think I would agree with that. I just feel like when it comes to Trump, you support the individual, but then the bureaucracy, the administration, all of that is so painstaking and just so inefficient and, and all of this. It doesn't really compute for me, so I think I'm Well, we've only been in there a year, right? For I mean, me, yeah. I mean, and it's... we have so many changes that we want to make. So let's Perfect. talk about a couple of policy things. What about the Muslim ban or the travel ban? The travel ban to me was more of a, well, it was something it was that was created Obama's by Obama ban. anyway. <laughs> so but it was enacted it by was Trump, enacted don't, by don't Trump. get me wrong. Yeah. I agree with the travel ban, right? And I agree with refugees, but that's two separate things to me. So what I'm trying to say is that none of these policies that are happening are not to do with one another. They're all intertwined. When we say we support the travel ban, but we also support refugees, but we also want to like help them get vaccinations and we also want to do this and we also want to well don't forget we're funding the same bombs that are causing the Yemenis to have to become refugees. But there has to be a reason, right? So so it's so it's all it's all it's all connected, right? So So why are we bombing Yemen? Personally I haven't looked into Yemen. I guess I'm missing your point. Refugees you support. Yes. Travel ban, Muslim ban you support. It's not a Muslim uh, it's not a Muslim ban. Yes. I support a travel ban so we can assess who's coming in. Wait, I just think it's important to contextualize. Like you're saying, nothing sure. happens in a vacuum, yeah. right? And I think that if we start to actually connect the dots like I'm encouraging us to do, mm-hmm. then it'll become a lot more understandable. I mean, I don't believe in bombing anyone. I would like to uh, answer your question Thank about you. why we're bombing Yemen. We're not bombing Yemen, we're bombing radical jihadists in Yemen who are killing people. That's why we're bombing parts of Yemen selectively to kill people who are doing terrible, terrible things. And there's a tremendous amount of rape happening in England, taking these little girls, grooming them Mm -hmm. because they feel they have the right to do it. We don't want that here. Absolutely not. Those are things we don't want in the United States. And one other thing. There's people with predatory behavior in every... Excuse me, we, we but... Don't want it but it, we don't want it anywhere. We don't want it anywhere. If I could say this, and you'll get mad at me, but if I could say this, it's not baked into their religion. There are 109 passages in the Quran where people are told to kill infidels and, and Christians and Jews. There's nothing like that in our Bible or in the Bhagavad Gita or in anything Buddha taught or any other religion I'm aware of in the world. Until people renounce those values, then they scare me. I don't think, so I haven't renounced any part of my religion in front of you, so I hope that you don't feel threatened by me. So I'm not sure what you mean by that, and I won't renounce any part of Islam. The point that I'm trying to make is that you didn't really answer the question. No, he did. He said the reason why we're bombing Yemen is to save the people. Because I'm assuming that in Yemen, and we've got some we bad guys in there. the reason we want a travel ban is to keep out people like that. Guys, remember, this is a video about Trump and immigrants. We're mixing too much the religion, Well, I think the when race. it comes with the travel know, ban, Yes, 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 but you religion. shouldn't question somebody's religion. I am very religious, very religious. Sure. And I'm not putting anything about my religion in here. I'm here to talk about me as an immigrant. You guys are here to talk about Donald Trump like supporting him. Sure. And yes, I've learned a lot. Like you guys are human too. You have values. You 
who would have thought, you know, that we would have found <laughs> a common ground and we, we wouldn't like hit each other right here, you know, because after the media portraying you guys as bad or us as terrorists, whatever. You're right. I think the media is portraying yes. us all in a different um, light. Yes. I think that we're portraying ourselves in a very different light too. I mean, I feel very attacked just now mm -hmm. for my religion when I did come exactly. here to talk about myself as an immigrant. Yes, but that's you, what I'm saying. But you kept talking about the travel ban, it's a Muslim ban, that it's a Muslim ban. That has to do ban. with immigration. And it's not but, a Muslim ban. But what I'm trying to just say is that no one should have to explain Muslim, Christian, Jewish, none of the above, what they are to you. But Muslims continuously have to defend not only their religion, but their humanity. What I love about this country is the diversity. Mm. I, I just, when I came here from Mexico, I just love how there was different religions, different colors, different people. Like, it's amazing. It's, it's beautiful. And I, I, don't, I, I don't understand how empty of a human you have to be to discriminate someone just because of their looks. It's, 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 it's these pre-programmed thoughts in our head from just media is what I believe, just blowing things out of proportion just consistently, just the outlook on minorities or the outlook on people in certain situations is just bad. Once you humanize someone when you're having a humanize, conversation and I, and I look past, right. you know, whatever these biases that mm -hmm. people try to enact on me, right? Or that I see and I start looking at you as a person and I start listening to what you're saying, mm -hmm. you really realize that it's not that different. I mean, we just, we have different situations, we have different information, mm -hmm. but we're all trying to do the best that we have. I think the real interesting aspect that I guess a lot of discrimination is really about is taking this general idea of a phenomenon where you can associate, in my case at least, like Muslims, terrorists, equal each other, mm -hmm. and take individuals and group them so easily with that sort of discrimination. Sure. And I think that's something that we have to work towards in, in terms of separating ourselves right. from doing that. Thank you, everybody. I appreciate Thank you all. You. Yeah. Thank you. I'm gonna give you <laughs> All right. That was a great discussion. Oh, it was good. Yeah.
Access America on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and now Facebook. Public Access America. America. History in the making. Making Making. Making. History in the making. Hey guys, thanks for watching that episode of Middle Ground. My name is Taylor. My name is Dan. Please leave us a comment and let us know your thoughts on this topic. Uh, We'd love to hear some discussion going on in the comments. Keep it friendly. Keep it it cool. We'd love for you guys to get involved in any way possible, so please subscribe, watch more videos, leave comments. We live for that. And uh, see you later. Thank you for listening listening to Public Public Access Access America. America. Produced by Public Access Pod. Discover great new playlists on SoundCloud at at Public Public Access Access America. America. Discover our catalog of vintage videos on YouTube at at Public Public Access Access America. America. And finally, finally, rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts Podcasts or anywhere. You listen to your favorite shows. This This has been Public Public Access Access America. America. History in the making. Making history in the making.